Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colorfully Conscious Podcast. I'm your host, Layla Murad. I'm so happy that you're here, whether you're a returning listener or this is your first time listening. Thank you so much for being here. It means more than you know. Today's topic is healthy relationships. We will talk about friendships, platonic, and romantic relationships as well. A lot of what I say for one will indeed overlap for the other. So if you're listening to this and you resonate for some, like something I say could resonate for your romantic relationships, even if I'm talking about a friendship. A lot of these, a lot of these relationships, partnerships overlap within each other. A lot of the lessons can be learned in either side. Whether you are going to skip ahead to the timestamps I have below um, or stay and listen to my introduction, I want to do a little disclaimer and say the things that I talk about today are I'm not a licensed psychologist as of this date and when I'm published it, when I'm publishing it. So anything I say is from my personal experience as well. I would touch upon some other professional experiences as well, but anything I say, please if you are like actually seeking help, I'm not a professional licensed marriage counselor or anything like that. So I just, I wanted to say that little disclaimer. And if you are thinking about getting help, please do, please do. Um, yeah. Okay. Last thing, if you're still here, please, please, please go ahead and rate me on Apple or Spotify or Amazon or any platform that has that option please go ahead and rate my five stars. Rate me five stars. I would highly, highly, highly appreciate that. It helps my podcast grow and it helps me grow. Thank you. All right. So it has been a minute. And if you are a returning listener, you know I haven't dropped a new episode in a while. So thank you for being here. And I've just I could sit here and come up with a bunch of excuses as to why I haven't published, (laughs) as to why I haven't published a new episode, but for anyone who is a creative individual who considers themselves a creative, whether you make music, whether you draw, whether you knit, whether you, I don't know, whatever you do, if you consider yourself a creative person, whether you dance, sing, act, whatever, you will understand that you go through times where you don't feel creative or like artists don't publish albums back to back to back to back to back. Next, 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 next. They may be pressured to, they may, they may have like they may have deals where they're on a time frame where they physically have to publish. But if you give an artist a deadline, it's it could be beneficial or it could be hard to meet. What I'm basically trying to say is there are periods where you can't produce. There are periods in time where you just, you want to, but you can't. Like writer's block, for instance. Um, or, you know, I've tried recording. This is this has happened to me many times before. This is not just with this episode, but I've tried recording this podcast this episode, many different dates, and it just hasn't worked out. So I truly believe that when it's time to be heard, when it's time to be published, it will be. So thank you for being patient. Thank you for not leaving my side, my returning listeners. Thank you. 
thank you because if you know, you know. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, I'm still here and I also truly believe that like if we have a falling out for whatever reason, if we no longer talk, I truly believe that like if you want to stay in touch with me, this is the best way because out of all social medias, this is where you see and hear the real me. This is where you catch up on things about my life. This is where this is where you learn and grow with me, okay? So if you want to keep in touch, if we lose power, if we, like, go, if I move across the country, which I very well might, um, this is where you can find me, okay? Okay. So that you should also follow and, like, subscribe and turn on the little bell thing yeah okay okay without further ado let's talk about healthy relationships so i'm gonna start off this episode by actually referring to a twitter thread by dr nicole lupera i hope i said her name right she is the author of how to do the work uh, psychologist licensed psychologist she's you you probably know her her instagram is very popular her Twitter is very popular. You probably, you, you know her. Um, but I have been planning to do this episode for a while and I saved this Twitter thread that she did. And I'm going to start with that because the Twitter thread was six things you learn in a healthy partnership and these can be applied. And I put my own opinion on them as well because she just gives like one sentence. So anything you hear besides that one sentence is me and not her. Um, so number one, how to have uncomfortable conversations. I want to help you break down this idea in your head that you formulated that healthy relationships equals no conflict. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. This idea in your head that you think that healthy relationships means you never fight and it's all simple and plain and easy and comfortable and and easy get that idea out of your head many people think that a healthy relationship a healthy friendship has no arguments no drama no disagreements no controversy and that is simply not true every single one of us is different nobody in the whole world is going to think exactly like you do not even twins think the same way okay so the important thing is, is that the difference, the difference between a healthy and a non-healthy relationship is how you handle that controversy, how you handle those difficult conversations. How are you reactive? Are you like, how do you handle those conversations when they come up? Do you avoid them? If you avoid them, that's no bueno. <laughs> um, how you hold space for each other in times of talking about the issues that bother you, having uncomfortable conversations, whether in a friendship or in a romantic relationship, is very fundamental, is foundational for how your relationship grows, is super, super, super important. Whether you're this is day three of the relationship or year three, like having those uncomfortable conversations with each other is so necessary and helps each other grow, actually. It's so uncomfortable in the moment, whether they tell you something they don't like that you do or that you know, like, they tell you something that's been bothering them. How you, how you hold space for each other, how you listen, do you listen? Or are you just waiting to respond? 
those uncomfortable conversations i i do like that's very important i can see why she has that as number one on her list of six things also i forgot to say that it was six so how you talk about issues that are bothering you how you engage in rough topics how you engage about personal topics like maybe you have different political views maybe you see things one way and they see things another and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to end the relationship just because they think the sky is blue and you think the sky is light blue or you they think the sky is gray and you think the sky is blue like you don't have to end it all just because you disagree on one thing okay so what are the other things like, whether these are things that you're talking about in your relationship that you disagree on or that you have, you want to have that co- tough conversation with them about, or whether this is about, like, their personal likes and dislikes. Maybe they like pineapple on pizza and you're like, I hate every single person who has pineapple on their pizza. Like, how you go about those conversations will make or break the relationship 100%. Friendship, romantic, relationship, business, partnership, any, 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 any. Having those uncomfortable conversations are something that you cannot escape, you cannot avoid, even if you tried, and I'm sure you have tried. Talking, being vulnerable, discussing those opinions, those differences is necessary. And how you do that is what separates a healthy from a toxic relationship or friendship. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm like reading through my notes and I'm like, yeah, I said everything that I needed to say. Um, I think I feel like you guys are like, okay, but how can you tell me the how? How do I have those difficult conversations with them, with my friends? Like, I've I'm guilty of it. I've avoided difficult conversations more often with my friends than I do my partner, if I'm going to be honest. Um, Because it's like, like, I don't want her like, I think it's so it's so common to be like, okay, but like, I don't want her to be mad at me or like, I don't want him to be upset or like, I don't want him to like freak out or like, like, we're so worried about how they're going to respond. And which also tells me that like, a, you haven't created a safe space, you haven't had a difficult conversation before, so you don't know how they will respond, or B, you've had had conversations before with each other, and you didn't like how they responded, and that, that stems from you not talking about what they didn't like, or what they did like, how they didn't hold a safe space for you, really what this is about is holding a safe space for each other, whether you agree or disagree, can I, do you feel comfortable enough talking to me as your friend, as your business partner, as, as your romantic partner, as a stranger? Do you feel comfortable sharing, sharing your vulnerabilities with me? What can you do to foster a safe, heard, respected, honorable, trustworthy place of discussion for you too? That's really what it is all about. Whether you disagree or agree with what they're saying, can you just listen? Can you just hear them out? Can you can you hear them? Just listen to what they have to say. Okay? <clears throat> That's all I'm going to say on that. Let's move to the next one. Number two, she says, is how to allow your partner to be in their own space emotionally without trying to change it. Let's read that again. Number two. How to allow your partner to be in their own space emotionally without trying to change it. Basically, change them. Um, so, 
never, ever, ever invalidate the other person's feelings, whether they you think that they're tripping, whether you think that they're crazy, psycho, blah, 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 blah. Um, any of that. Like, whether you think what they're saying is, like, absolute BS, don't invalidate them. Let them speak because they're sharing how they feel. So, like, let them, let your partner be in their own space emotionally, bit own space emotionally without trying to change it that's what she says so no matter how they're acting no shame no judgment no fueling their fire usually when one is reacting the other is holding space that's what I've noticed in my partnership um whenever I'm upset about something whenever I feel some type of way about something that he did or something that I found or something that I've noticed um it could come off like me ranting and the other person listening. And that's honestly how I like to have my tough conversations is I like the other person just speak, 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 have the floor, say everything you need to say. And then I let the other person, then I let the person receiving speak and listen and tell me everything that I just said and how they feel about it. And then we engage in like a conversation about it. Um, that's, I find that honestly the most helpful. So going back to number one, that's how I would have those tough conversations. Um, okay, sorry. I thought I heard something. Um, so the difference in this situation versus a toxic relationship versus uh, a healthy relationship, there is no back and forth blaming. There is no like you started it. You did this. There's not like, there's no pointing fingers in healthy relationships. Okay. Whether, whether the other person is right or wrong, there is no pointing fingers and making the other person feel some type of way. Right. So you're just allowing them to feel however they feel without trying to change it. Because, right, the person is coming to you and this is like, hey, this is how I feel. This upset me. Hey, I really didn't appreciate when you did this. And your job is not to be like, okay, but here's why I did it. No, 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 no. Your job is to listen to them and have them tell you what upset them and why it upset them. And listen to that. Not to justify your reasoning for upsetting them, whether you meant to or not. You, You see what I'm trying to say? What she said, number two, allow your partner to be in their own space emotionally without trying to change it, okay? (sighs) One is usually, what did I say? I said one is usually emotional. Oh, yeah, 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 I already tried, I already tried to say that. Um, Like, I was, sorry, (laughs) I'm reading my notes. Um, yeah, when the other person is ranting, the other person is listening, and then they're just holding space. It really... I'm noticing that both one and two come down to holding space for each other and not trying to change the other person, no matter how hard it is. Trust me, I've tried to change many people and you just end up hurting yourself in the process. Um, it's understanding, not fixing. So like, can you understand? Can you just hear them? Like, just hear them out. Even if they sound crazy and you have your reasons, like, you know, so many, so many people, so many people will tell you like, oh, what's the secrets to a long lasting relationships? And time and time again, multiple people respond with, do you want to be in love or do you want to be right? Because being right, yikes, that's, that's not a secret to a happy relationship. The the secret to a lasting, long, happy relationship is, do you want to be in love or do you want to be right? 
There is no manipulating taking place here. When the other person tells you, when the other person is emotional, we do not take advantage of that. When the other person, when the, when the other person is sad, we do not take, we do not take advantage of that. We do not add on to their sadness as well. It's also a lot of this comes down to self awareness because. You should know, you should at least have an idea of when and when not to bring things up. The other person is in a bad mood, why would you bring this up right now? That's toxic. You know they're in a bad mood, so you're just going to put more bad things on them, like that's toxic. If they're in a good mood, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to bring it down. Just, it's self-awareness. Know when, where, how, and why. How you say it is very important versus what you're saying. Um... Know when to have, when, no when, no when, just no, <laughs> just no when, okay? Okay, let's move on to number three. Um, <laughs> number three, she says, is how to give and take space. Whew. I do this a lot in my relationships, actually, where I let my partner, no, okay, number three, how to give and take space. So, for example my relationships, I, there will be days, probably like three, it depends, because sometimes I need a whole day to myself, and some days I just need a couple hours, um, but I do, like, let them know, so how, okay, for, let's start with how, how to give space, let them know in a respectful way, hey babe, hey bestie, I'm going to take some time for me today. There's nothing you did wrong. I'm not mad at you. I don't want you to feel like I'm ignoring you today. So I'm letting you know that I'm going to take today for myself. I need to focus on myself. I need to do some things. I'm not mad at you. This is just, please, like, please respect my time and my space. Thank you. I love you. Have a great day. Simple as that. Or sometimes I need to take space because we just had an argument. And so... I still let them know. I'm like, hey, I'm going to take some time today to think, to reflect, to focus on me, and I will reach out when I'm ready to talk again. Saying, I love you again. I hope you have a good day. Usually, but not all the time, it does happen when we have a fight um, where I don't like how I acted or what I said or how I responded, so... I will take the next 24 hours to think upon ponder upon my own actions um, <clears throat> because I want to be better, right? Um, I'll talk about this later, but like the number one thing that you can use to identify whether you're in a healthy relationship or a toxic relationship is are you guys pushing each other to become the best versions of yourself? Are you two helping each other become the best versions of yourself? Does this person hype you up? Did this, does this person support your dreams? Does this person take care of you? Does this person listen to you? Does this person push you to do better, to be better, to look better, to achieve more? That's how you know if you're in a healthy relationship or not. Does this person make you want to be better every single day? Not just for them, not to be a better partner, but to be a better individual. Not to be a better partner, but to be a better individual. 
because I want you to leave this relationship or I want you to grow in this relationship and become the best version of yourself because you want to, because I encourage you, because I see that light in you, because I want to push you to be the best you can be because I know you will push me to be the best I can be. That's a healthy relationship. Okay, back to this. Um, And you know, sometimes like, right. So that's why I said like, like if I, if I noticed that I reacted in a way, if I'd said things when, when we were arguing that I did not like, that I was, that I'm like, like, man, why did I say that? Like, that was fucked up of me. I'm going to take some time and space to reflect on me because I want to be better. And I'm going to think about my actions. Like I'm, I'm going to put myself in timeout. Okay. We're not going to talk for the next 24 hours because I need to reflect on what the heck I just said and what I, and how I just made you feel. Cause I don't like that about myself and I'm going to, oops, sorry. And I'm going to take some time to myself to think about what I just did. Okay. <clears throat> Sometimes we need space from our, from constantly conversating, you know, if you text every single day, I'm in a long distance relationship right now. So I'm like, shoot. Like, texting every single day is necessary, but also I'm like, please leave me alone. <laughs> and if my man is listening to this, yeah, he knows. Like, he knows. Um, like, texting back and forth every single day, every single minute is also, I'm going to say it, not necessarily healthy. And you can disagree with me, but I truly believe in taking time for yourselves and doing your own thing, pursuing your own thing growing outside of the relationship, doing what you need to do, focusing on your goals, living life, living your life without them while also being in a relationship with them. Does that make sense? So like taking and giving space to each other is extremely necessary in a healthy, in a healthy partnership. Um, or like, you know, this reminds me of like those friendships that's like, you can't have any other friends besides me toxic they make you feel some type of way for hanging out with someone else toxic if they get jealous if they get mad if they if they if they try to backstab you if they try to do the same thing you did to get back at you for hanging out with someone else cut them off okay sometimes you need that space to sit and realize your own thoughts and separate what's your thoughts versus your partner's thoughts okay take space for yourself it's important it's important and that can be hard too if you're not used to if you're not the type of person who who likes to take space who knows how to take space for each other practice 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 taking space away time away from your relationships family members all types of partnerships take some space for yourself please (laughs) your mental health will thank you for it Um, I want to reiterate the important and key factor here is letting them know in a respectful manner that you would like some space. The most important thing here is, and it's very easy to just, to just like not text them back after they texted you good morning or like not respond to a text or to an email. Like that's, that's, that's the easiest way, right? Right. Okay. But we are better. Okay. We're growing. We're learning. And the easiest way is not the best way with anything in life. So the key, 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 key factor here is to let the other person know that you need some space in a very nice way. I gave examples before. You can rewind and listen to them. Um, 
and just let them know that you are taking space don't let them think that they're ignoring you or you're ignoring them like that's don't do that don't do that don't it saves a lot of time questioning overthinking doubt just let them know you need space I honestly hate the feeling of being ignored. I'm all I'm always and even very supportive of needing time for yourself. Like just let me know. Just let me know. I don't want you to think I don't want to think that you're ignoring me because then we're going to have a bigger issue than we even began with. <laughs> um so healthy communication, which is a work in progress because not many of us grew up seeing what healthy communication looks like. So we have to try ourselves and learn how to communicate healthily. Like, shoot. Sometimes my mom will still be like, can you tell your dad this? And I'm like, he's two feet away. Go tell him. Like, none of that. None of that. Okay. So we got to practice for our own selves how to communicate healthily, how to ask for what we want, how to give each other space, how to take breaks respectfully, how to, how to. We have to learn how to everything for the most part, how to start over, how to learn, how to grow, how to respect. Okay, let's move on to number four. How to compromise. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on. How to compromise. Parentheses. Seek solutions that are best for each of you. Hmm. Hmm. how to compromise i have in my notes saying tell them this story but i don't know what story i'm talking about so that's that's uh i have no idea how to compromise oh i think whether it's like your parents or your friends or your partner like you guys are not going to agree on everything. So it's like, how do you agree to disagree? How do you respectfully disagree upon what you're talking about? How do you come up with a compromise? How do you come up with a solution that works for both of you guys? Maybe they wanted to go here and do this. Oh, I remember the story. <laughs> okay, so in March, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing, but in March um, of this year, I went to go, like a month ago, actually, literally a month ago. I was in New York City, and it was my, it was my boyfriend's birthday. And literally for weeks, for weeks prior to going, I had to give myself affirmations to be like, Layla, this weekend is not about you. It is his birthday weekend. Whatever he wants to do, whatever he wants to do, he will do. You don't get to say about it. This is not a trip for you. This is a trip for him. This is not a trip for even both of us. Like, yes, I'm there, but I'm there to support him. I'm there to make him feel loved and go to his parties and hang out with his people and do what he wants to do because it's about him and it's not about me. For weeks, weeks before I even hopped on that plane, I had to remind myself because oftentimes, like, especially maybe, like, one partner or the other, like, they want to do things their way and I've learned a lot in this relationship that it's not it's not me and him wait sorry it's it's me and him it's not me and then him 
or it's not him and then me. Like, like we are equal. We're not fighting each other. We're not fighting for space. We're not fighting to be loved. Like, none of that. So, like, compromising, like, in this situation, me compromising was was me knowing that anything, like, this weekend was not about me, right? If he flew out to me for my birthday, I'd be like, listen, anything, everything I want to do, we're going to do. But, like, if we go on, but, like, on an average day, it's us, you know? So, like, compromise looks different on each day, each given situation, each, each you know, like every time it'll look different. So sometimes compromise is like, it's all you. It's all about you. Sometimes compromise is all about me. And sometimes it's like, how, what do you, what do we want to do? This is what I want to do. This is what he wants to do. What can we do to meet in the middle if they're very opposites? Or sometimes he picks, you know, or sometimes she picks or, you know, can we, even it, I thought I heard something. Even in terms of picking dates, like picking dates to hang out, like you got to compromise on many, many things. And so the difference I think that she's trying to say here is seek solutions that are best for each of you. So like not overpowering another, not okay. So if you pick this time, then he picks the next time, like, or like he picks the next two times, like figure out stuff that works for each of you don't it's not it cannot be one-sided otherwise that shit will go south quickly whether in a friendship brother in partnership you both need to find a middle ground capiche cool let's move on to five <sighs> oof <laughs> i even wrote oof in my notes <laughs> um how how to work through triggers Okay, let's go back to what I said about how healthy relationships are not easy peasy lemon squeezy and get this idea out of your head that they're very easy and face no difficulty because if you're in a healthy relationship, whether you're in a healthy partnership, friendship, any type, any type of relationship that you're in, you're going to change. And one of the main things that a a healthy relationship does is actually trigger you. Believe it or not, one of the main things a healthy relationship does is trigger you. It's true. It's true. Um... It's, it's a lot. And so it's like how to work through your triggers because you will get triggered, especially in a romantic relationship, especially in a romantic relationship. So it's like, how, how do you deal with that when you're triggered? How do you, how do you face yourself even when you notice that you're being triggered? How do you react? How do you respond? How do you, how do you come out of that situation? I'm trying to think of an example, but I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, you know, when you're triggered because it triggers you. (laughs) Like you, you'll know when you're triggered because it triggers you. Um, and it's, it's very difficult. It's not easy. It's not easy working through your triggers because that's working through your trauma. Your triggers are your trauma. Your triggers are your past hurt. Your triggers are your trauma. Like they go hand in hand. 
So whether that's your parent triggering you, whether that's your friend triggering you, there's a reason behind that trigger. So you got to go and you got to unpack and you got to delve deep into be like, why did I react that way? Why did why did when she said that hurt me so much? Why why am I having these thoughts after he told me that? Like, why do I automatically assume that? Why do I automatically assume the worst after what he just said? Like, you got to work through each other's triggers, whether alone or together. And because you, you will be triggered a lot. And so it's like, do you don't add fuel to the fire? Don't, you got to deal with that. You like, you got to deal with it when it comes. You can't revisit that later because next time it's going to trigger you even worse. Like that's also the thing about triggers. Like the wound will just keep getting poked at until you figure out why and how you got hurt in the first place. Sometimes we don't even know. Sometimes we don't even know that we're hurt until we are triggered. So yeah, number five was how to work through each other's, work through triggers. (sighs) Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about that. Just have patience with yourself. Be nice to yourself. Be patient. Um, it's not when it when you. Oh, I hate when I'm triggered, y'all. Like it feels so uncomfortable. It feels so uncomfortable, and the last thing I want to do is. That's the thing. Like it's hard to recognize also when you're wrong or like. Sometimes me being triggered is me realizing that I'm overreacting or that I'm actually in the wrong or I don't have a right to be upset or I have to be like, why am I upset right now? It's very uncomfortable. And that goes back again to number one, how to have uncomfortable conversations but like the beautiful the beautiful thing about it is once you realize that you're triggered, once you feel triggered and you have those uncomfortable conversations, the other side is like a big weight lifted off your shoulder. It's like a huge sigh of relief. You're like, I'm so happy we talked about this because I've never talked about this to anyone in my whole life before. So thank you for helping me and realizing, thank you for helping me realizing that I felt this way. I didn't even know I felt this way sometimes. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for, thank you for holding space for me. I love that saying. Thank you for holding space for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for holding me while I work through this trigger. Thank you for being with me while I blow up about our finance situation because I actually have financial wounds and financial insecurity and like that's just an example but like (sighs) the beautiful part about working through those triggers together is that you will it'll it's like building a house and so the foundation only gets deeper and stronger and heavier So, like, each time you have an uncomfortable conversation is a sign of a healthy relationship because you are working through that together, you are respecting each other through that together, and you are building upon each other's growth internally and externally, individually and together. I almost said togetherly. (laughs) 
So it's like, it's really a beautiful process. It's a painful, beautiful, blissful, hurtful process. Yeah. <clears throat> Number six. I have no notes for this one. How your childhood impacts the present. Number six, how your childhood impacts the present. Um, I mean, I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory because like a lot, a lot, a lot of what we, okay, so I'm sure you've heard the saying, if not, you're going to hear it today, that you date your parents. So like the, the son dates the mom and like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Basically, like I would like date, like I've heard the saying so many times, like you date your dad. And I guess it works the same way, like for the son, like saying, oh, you date your mom. So like so much of your childhood impacts the present in terms of like, how we were loved in terms of love in general because right healthy relationships is healthy love on both sides on all sides of love like it all comes down to love and our idea of love is fully 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 form formated form formed <laughs> our idea of love is formed from the ages of zero to seven so those childhood memories the way you felt loved or didn't feel loved in childhood or how you felt loved when you were a child directly impacts how you feel love and how you view love and how you see love today oh so i need a drink of water but we're almost done um so yeah <laughs> so the childhood your childhood heavily impacts your present moment and that's why it's so important to also work through your childhood trauma. Go see a therapist. Go journal. Go meditate. Go take space for yourself. Go go learn about yourself. And then you learn, go ask your parents questions. Go ask your family members questions and be like, how did you treat me when I was younger? Or what do you remember? Can you journal about that for a second? Can you just write in your journal, this is what I think love is. And I will go back to The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Great movie, great book. And it says, you accept the love that you think you deserve. So if you are shown a healthy relationship, you will accept a healthy relationship. You accept the love that you think you deserve. And again, we, wow, we didn't even talk about self-love in this relation, in this podcast. Because honey... It all comes down to self-love. Every single bit, every all your friendships, all your relationships come down to how well do you love yourself because that will show you and it, that attracts your friendship circle. If you want a healthy relationship, build a healthy relationship within yourself first. That's the foundation. Honestly, the way I attracted a partner, a healthy, my first healthy relationship ever, is because I practiced loving myself for the first time in my whole life. I bought myself flowers. I took myself out on dates. I did things that were uncomfortable for me. I put myself out there. I started chasing my dreams. I, 
I started building my relationship back up with my family members. I started I started becoming the best version of myself. When you do that, you will attract the right person for you. You will attract the right friends. You will meet new people. You will go new places. You will do new things that reflect the new version and the highest version of you. Truly, honestly, sincerely. Okay, I'm going to wrap this episode up. There's a million more things I thought I would talk about, but she really did set a really good foundation for me in order to talk about these things. Um, one of the most important concepts I want to emphasize here is that you are always enough. If at any point in your friendships, in your partnerships, in your relationships, you feel that you're not good enough, you feel that you're not worthy enough, leave leave they're not for you because the right people were poor and poor endlessly unto you oh sorry I think I ran into the microphone <laughs> the right people will pour unto you until you are overflowed with love the right people will not take from your cup they will pour onto your cup if someone is telling you they don't deserve you believe them that was one of the hardest lessons I learned like, I think we think it's cute when be like, oh my god, I don't deserve you. No, they're telling you they don't deserve you and believe them the first time. It's not cute. It's not funny. It's not romantic. They say I don't deserve you. Believe them. But seriously, you're always enough. And if you ever feel like you're not enough, please leave the relationship. If you feel like you're not enough because you don't think you're enough, then you need to sit with yourself and figure out why do I feel like I'm not enough? Why do I feel like I don't deserve this love? And oftentimes, I forgot to say, oftentimes we will run away from the healthy love because all we have known is, like, we're like, what's this? This is so new. What is this? Healthy? Who is she? Who is she? <laughs> like, huh? Um, But it's worth it, you guys. Like, it's, it's so worth it to wait. To not put yourself through toxic situations because they're fun. They are fun. Toxic relationships are very fun and enthralling and very, like, you chase that high. But you are someone's dream just the way you are. You will find someone who loves you for you. Like, literally loves every single part of you. Like, like y'all, my man right now loves my shoulders. Like, he'd be like, I literally love your shoulders. And I'm like, huh? Like, like they will love every single part of you. Parts of you that you didn't even pay attention to. Like, I'm like, when's the last time I looked in my mirror and was like, damn, I love my shoulders. Like, never. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, the right person, the person who's for you and there is a person for you. But first of all, that person has to be you. Okay. Once you love yourself, you will attract the person who will literally be so in love with you that you will always feel like you're more than enough and they will show you and they will treat you like such. I promise they won't ever make you feel like you have to change or be someone else to be with them, to feel loved by them. On good and bad days, they will love you and they will hold you and they will treat you with respect and they will not leave your side and they will not make you feel guilty or any type of way for being who you are and they'll just love you, bro. And it's beautiful. You may have to deal with points one through six and everything that I've set up to at this point but like they'll love you they'll cherish you you think you're a princess 
if you think you're a prince, if you know, if you know you're a king or queen, then act like it and you will attract that. Period. Even when you burst out and have an outburst and when you're dramatic and when you're hangry and when you're tired and when you're sleepy and you want to be cuddled, like they will do all the things for you. They'll know how to handle you. That's what I love. That's what I love about healthy relationships. They know how to handle my crazy. (laughs) I don't have to change. I don't have to simmer down. I don't have to be anyone else. I don't have to calm down for them. Like they'll take me, all of me every single day, every moment of the day. And they know what to do with that information. And I love that shit. I love it. I don't have to dim my life for anybody else. I don't have to be someone else. I don't have to calm down. I can just be me and they'll still love me and they'll still know how to deal with me on my worst and my best days. <sighs> I love you guys and I love you as much as I love myself. I've heard that from Sage. Thank you, Sage. Eternally Sage. We love him. Okay, anyway. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave you with all this knowledge, all this wisdom. Please do what you please do what you will with it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for choosing to be better. Thank you for doing better. Thank you for wanting a healthy relationship. And a healthy relationship wants you. You deserve healthy love, baby cakes. You deserve healthy love. Don't accept anything less. Again, if they tell you they don't deserve you, believe them. Believe them. Walk out. Leave. Just leave. Shut the door. Be like, you don't deserve me, but you right <laughs> you right bye anyway i love you take care sweet dreams hopefully you won't be i said sweet dreams because um it's bedtime for me <laughs> hopefully it won't be too long until we meet again thank you